everybody, and welcome to Faction Wars, a New World podcast. My name is Taylor Allen, and alongside me today, the one, the only, the Spear Hatchet Boy, Stephen Fontana. <laughs> That's right. How are you doing, Steve? That's right. I am. I am loving life and loving. I found. I found some New World love recently. I found just, it again. Just throwing those little baby axes yeah. all over a turnum. Yep, all over the place. You love to see it. You're just loving it. You uh, So for those of you that have been following along, I'm doing this no death run and I, I post a weekly update um, on our site as well as on Reddit. Uh, and Steve was all over the Reddit thread telling me to try out the throwing hatchets because I, I put a little jab in there this week about mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. the hatchet only has one tree. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, Correct. he wasn't a fan of that. I was not. I was, uh, well, listen, I wouldn't have tried it if I didn't want to do something completely different, which is the only reason why I even tried that. Um, because mm-hmm. the other, the berserker or whatever it's called is definitely more enticing as far as actual gameplay, but I'm, I'm having such a blast with, the th- with throwing these axes at people at, at dudes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Good. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Um, are you still having that, uh, bug with the story quest? Sure am um that's fun yeah i've been i've been using uh guides to figure out where my quest turning in point is at the end of everything um it's only the main quest and i've had it on one of the side quests not the faction quests but like the actual true yellow marker quests and when you mark them on the map they don't get a number they only get a number in in your compass which is stupid. Like, stop yes. it. Please stop it. Fix your shit. Anyway, I'm sorry. I got carried away there. But I, but I, but I found new love for it because I started to really focus on doing this podcast. It actually teaches me a lot, Taylor, um, because there are a lot of like you understand nuance and, and systems a lot better than I do and how they play with each other. And like, just knowing how crafting has changed and how how you level up now, I've been leveling up so much quicker because I'm focusing in a very specific direction. Yeah. Um, and it's making me be able to create really cool stuff. Like I've finally discovered the encumbrance potion. So like, oh, yeah. I'll just I have like eighty of those, and I'll just be like, mm-hmm. I can carry anything, anything. Yep. It's great. It's great. Go load up on eight hundred pounds of rock. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful. So you can haul it back. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm really liking it. I also like that I finally had an experience being able to take the free resources because our faction owns a couple of towns now. Uh-huh. Um. So I was able to actually like get oil and like other stuff i was like oh that's cool um yeah and i'm and i'm plugging through i'm still plugging through the main story it's been difficult it's i get slowed down a lot because i don't know where to turn shit in but um hopefully that gets patched out very soon yeah i'm hoping with the december content update we see some uh some things tweaked they mentioned um we won't get into this until we have like official patch notes but they mentioned they're changing some ways that quests are tracked and things like that so i'm hoping that this uh this quest yeah just tracking them at all of. would be nice at this point yeah yeah actually tracking them do, do it do it how it used to be when it was not broken thank you for sure well let's uh let's get into uh some of our things today yeah but before we do mm. this is faction wars a new world podcast the podcast about the latest news tips and tricks 
from around Eternum. Today, me and Steven are going to be going into the December content PTR, what's coming with the update, things you need to know because there are some massive changes coming to the end game. We're going to be discussing upcoming server merges, which is really going to help the health of servers overall. Going to be going over some prime gaming updates and, of course, getting your latest tips, tricks, and stories from Eternum. Let's jump right into the Prime Gaming update first. As of recording today on December 8th, you can now get the Autumn King Pack 2. This comes with a couple of company, um, what are those called? Company Crests. There we go. Cut The Cutthroat Emote and the Pirate Sword Skin. Uh, very underwhelming. But you know what? Oh, I was looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, I was, was going to say, the, the cutthroat is, I think we've had. Yeah, no, it's the fist shake emote. Yes. The purple twitch die, which is, you know, that iconic twitch purple. Yeah. And the violet rage sword skin, which looks like a regular ass sword with a little purple nub on the end. They got to stop with, like, it's, that's, yeah. that's not, I mean, I get it. They probably just throw something together and I, I, I hope not a lot of thought is put into that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hope it's just like, oh, we'll, we'll do this better right now, but let's focus on fixing shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I truly hope that, but I, I actually, you know, speaking of skins, I used my, my gold point thingies, my, whatever they are. Um, I actually got the, uh, that cat looking one. Um, and Did I'm, a, and I'm a little disappointed, Taylor. Oh, really? I'm disappointed that you can't dye these skins. Yep. That's yeah upsetting to me. I wanted to go like shadow black, like an old black cat running mm-hmm. around with throwing axes and whatnot. But As no, cats would. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, it was not meant to be. So I Thanks. now don't know if I really even want to wear the skin I just spent ten thousand points on. But whatever. That's disappointing. Yes. Uh, but I think the more important news here, Steve, mm-hmm. is for the very first time ever since launch, mm-hmm. we did not get an announcement of a new Prime Gaming pack. Indeed. So after the Thespian pack that comes out on December 21st, we don't know what's coming. We don't know if anything's coming. The dream is over. No more free stuff for anyone. In all reality, you know that Amazon is going to keep pushing people towards the Prime Gaming bundles. So there will we... be a new thing that comes. I mean, Yeah. It's it's their thing. They've got to, right? They've got to. I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure <laughs> hope so. Uh... I, I think they would be dumb not to. Warframe still puts shit out like once a week. There's a new Twitch. World of Tanks Gaming, puts Warframe. things out every week. Yeah. <laughs> World of Tanks. Yeah. Freaking Roblox. Yeah. I don't know if Roblox has actually ever been on Prime Gaming. I don't but think it so. seems like something that would be. I think, so. I think, be, I think you you're know? fishing for, for yeah. Sure. Sure. That's okay. Genshin Impact. Yeah. I've seen that. League of Legends. Ugh. Apex, oh, dude, of course. There is, there, is, there is Roblox. I just looked. Oh, there you go. See? Cyberpunk Wolf Hat for Roblox. Go pick it up from Prime <laughs> Gaming Loot right now. <laughs> Goodness. So, not much to talk about there. Hopefully, with the uh, Thespian Pack, we'll uh, get some new cool stuff announced. But I'm excited for that outfit. I think you'll look good trancing around in your little... Uh, a little thespian outfit. I, I think so too. As long as I get to have a plume. Sure. Sure. All right, Steve. 
Yeah. Let's jump into the big piece of news, okay? Yes, please. So last week, Amazon Game Studios announced a massive overhaul coming to end game content, uh, a total change in how um, gear score works, how watermarking is calculated, and, and things like that. Um, the patch notes are massive. Uh, note that all of these are still on the PTR. We will likely see these come into the game next week if they follow the same cadence as the November content update. But I wanted to go over high level the changes coming to the game, uh, end game, crafting, all of that, and how that affects uh, players of New World. Because I think at initial glance, this was bad after them, you know, kind of walking some things back, changing it. I actually think the system is going to be awesome. Uh, have you had a chance to look through this at all? No, actually, I'm I'm looking okay. at it for the first time now. So, I'll I'll run you through it. I'll give you a little synopsis of what that means, and then I want to get your gut check on these things. Okay? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, first biggest thing, very first line of the patch notes, they said based on feedback on the high watermark system and our desire to have a compelling and diverse end game, we've made some major updates for this release. Thing number one, they are renaming the high watermark system to expertise, which I think is good because it's easier to say. And it, uh, and it doesn't, in, and it makes sense. Like the yeah. word actually has value there. I agree. Uh, and more importantly, expertise values are now displayed in your inventory UI. Okay. So, I, I know you haven't really gotten to like the end game gear score grinding yet, but in the end game, going from 500 gear score to 600 gear score, you had to improve that by like five, three to five at a time, just by the drops that you get either right. from killing named mobs, elite enemies or chest, right? Uh, crafting, buying stuff on the market that didn't affect the system at all. It had to be from drops, but you had no idea what your watermark actually was. You had to like kind of guess based off of the drops that you got. And it was different for every single weapon and every single item slot in the game. And so you had no idea. You were just guessing. So yeah, adding this to the UI is incredible. It makes it so easy to know right off the bat as soon as you get an improvement to your uh, drops. And as soon as, um, you know, something is falling behind, you can kind of track that and see what drops you need to like continue to raise that. So, yes, big change right off the bat. Thing number two is they're adding a lot more variety in how you can gain expertise increases. So currently, the only way you can do it, there's like a handful of 60 plus elite zones that will give you expertise increases. And then outpost rush uh, wars and invasions can also okay. improve it. Um, so it's pretty limited in scope, right? With the November content release, they really buffed up those elite zones. So it made it way more difficult to run through. And if you're running through with bigger groups, you got like less good gear. It decreased your likelihood of seeing gear improvements. So it just made it like totally not worth running these elite zones. Right. Uh, with like big groups to actually clear it. And if you were going with a normal size group, it was really, really hard to do, especially these like super high 66 plus elite zones. So 
some changes that they're making. They're adding a new system called Gypsum. Uh, this is a material that you can gain from all of the end game content. Yeah, so, we, we touched on this last week, I think. The Gypsum oh, yes. thing. Yep. Yeah, so Gypsum... It, it comes from everything. On top of that, they've made additional elite zones scale up to level 66, which means you have more variety in those elite zones. Now, the issue with these gypsum casts before is, A, they cost like 600 gold to craft, right? Which in this game, gold <laughs> is super valuable. That's a lot. If you can do up to seven a day, like that adds up very quickly yeah. in a game where it's not. You're not super making that much. Yeah, gold. you're definitely yeah. not making that much gold to to offset that cost for sure. So with this initial change, one, they have totally nerfed the cost. So it costs like less than ten gold to craft these casts now, mm. which is awesome. Um, they have added some additional ways that you can earn casts. Um, so you can get it from their new seasonal event, uh, the, the winter warrior event. Um, they have added additional things that you can gain from crafting. And more importantly, the big change here is crafters are now rewarded for being able to craft 600 gear. So like we talked about last week, mm. if you crafted gear, but your watermark or your expertise level wasn't high enough, it wasn't going to play up to that 600 gear score level it was going to play at where your expertise level was they've completely walked that back now if you can craft 600 gear it will play like 600 gear even if you have a 502 expertise which i think is great yeah that that's that i mean that i feel like on paper that makes more sense right mm -hmm. um so yeah that that's good i mean i i dream of a time where I hit this level cap and I could do this high, high level stuff. I really want to do it this week, this weekend. Like I really want to get up there and just do it. Um, yeah. Cause I, cause you, all the, all the things that you're like describing, um, anybody that's looking for a faction, a, a new world podcast is probably at end game. Um, so like you're explaining to a lot of people that I'm sure have a lot invested into the end game. I'm not one of those people just because I'm I'm not there yet, but like it seems on paper very overwhelming with how to increase your score, why you're increasing your score, like all that fun stuff. Um to to be completely frank with you, there's only one MMO I've ever reached an endgame in in my and I it was a, well over a decade ago. So, you know, this is all sorta new for me. Um so I look I look forward to learning this system as i go yeah i i think it's going to be absolutely awesome and then on top of that um purchase gear uh which previously they announced in 2022 was going to play down to um down to the skill that your expertise was at mm. it's now going to split the difference so if you buy a 600 gear score item you're at gear score 520 it's going to play at 560 and will continue okay. to scale up as that gear score goes up um, and with these gypsum changes it'll be a lot easier to specifically target a gear slot and make it so that, that goes up fairly quickly mm. so all in all i think some of these initial changes to the gypsum system are fantastic 
I'm I'm very very happy about this. Um, and then they also announced um, they're reducing cooldowns. So a lot of these things were on 23 hour cooldowns, which means you could do them once a day. Kind of annoying, like logging in, doing dailies just to like get your gear score up. They've set that to 18 hours to give people a little bit more leeway on their play schedules, which I like. Um, I, I feel like that makes things uh, a little bit more flexible in this system and it won't be as big of a barrier if you can play at night one day and then a little bit earlier in the day the next like it's not going to cause issues right yeah I, I i'm not a fan of timer on stuff like that anyway but i get it you're it, it, i feel it just feels dirty it feels like an artificial way to um increase ga- game time like that's just how i feel about it but like whatever it, it, it is what it is it's it's so standard in, in a lot of these games now that i get it yeah i i think it's good i i understand why they do it because it incentivizes people to keep coming back right and you don't get people that'll just like spam it up in two days you mm. know and just like max out their character by finding like the single most efficient way to do things and just like doing that over and over and over again. Like I get that they want to elongate that end game and I think it makes sense, but having timers does feel a little slimy for people who can't like no life the game, you know? Yeah. I mean that that's, that's the huge, that's the reason why I'm so far behind like Right. Like I, I diversify my gameplay. I, there are some nights I don't play anything. Um, so like this is a two ne- two days a week kind of thing for me, you know? And I, but when I play, I play only that and I dive in and I play, you know, for several hours and I have a good time with it, but I'm not one of those guys that's like, like not even in mobile games. Like I just don't want to, I don't, I'm not checking in. I don't, like if I'm, if I don't want to play, I don't want to feel like I have to play. Um, that that's been always a barrier for me for these kinds of games. That's why I never got into like destiny when they revamped that system and, you know, it's kind of why I don't like it's it's the part of Apex I don't like. You know, having these, and I just I just don't care about them. I just let them go. I you know whatever it'll the weeklies I'll play around with. But I digress. It's it's one of those situations that it it just hits me in a very negative way. Um, having to do something in order to enjoy the game after I've I've already put in like eighty hours into it. If that yeah, makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Um, personally, I enjoy it. Like I like, I like there being something for me to look forward to when I log in each day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they have to like strike that balance, but mm-hmm. overall, um, the system sounds like it's going to work really well. I haven't had the chance to jump into the PTR yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I likely am not going to just cause I want to experience the, uh, winter convergence for the first time as it's like in the game. Right. Um, but I, I think it, it sounds good and interesting and overall I think it will create a better end game experience for everyone. And I think more importantly than anything, what we should take away from this is that these developers, even though it seems like they are uh you know kind of just putting their head down and putting stuff out to make the game how they want it to be and not listening to anyone they very genuinely do listen to people's feedback um and i think this crafting change is the the biggest thing um and and the 
change to the cost of the gypsum casks uh, is like such a, a big nod to the people who uh, were frustrating frustrated with these changes mm. um, like making them feel seen and heard and like understanding that frustration because at the end of the day these people that are the most angry and saying they're giving up on the game and, and stuff like that are the ones that are most passionate about it and see like the potential that this game has and you know how those changes could potentially hurt it so I, I love seeing that Amazon Game Studios is actually listening to the community and and actively willing to change systems that they put in place uh, to be better. And the biggest issues that they have are like mathematics. Like it's not sure. like most of their shit it has nothing to do with like actual gameplay. Like mm-hmm. the gameplay is solid. Like the combat is solid. The adventuring is solid quest structure could use work but it's solid you know like it's a fun game to play it's like everything that has to do with math it's like they forgot that was a component to this whole thing it's like no no numbers are going up but like it has to make sense in the context not only the context of the of the universe you're building but also in like the context of the the loop like you know, dropping items, picking items up, watching numbers go up. Like they have to make mathematical sense. If the, if the world you're, you're, you've created makes it so that one person could own all the wealth, take it, steal it, go somewhere else. And people can't earn gold. You can't have end game content cost 600 gold to, to do like, you can't have that barrier. Like you have to figure out the balance. Should it scale based on how much gold is flowing in the economy? How you know, like the, you almost need an economist to like make this game a stat, a, you know, a statistician, statistician or whatever. Like you need these really math heavy people to figure out these systems. And I think that's kind of what's happening. They're learning the hard way. Like you, it's not just simple arithmetic. Like there's a lot of shit that goes into this mathematically. And those are the problems they're fixing right now. Yeah. Um, I, I agree a hundred percent. And I think once they, once they dial some of these things in, um, you know, kind of correct some of these values and, and things like that. Um, I think it'll be good. Right. I, I think like you said, the foundation of this game is very, very solid. And I like the vision of where they're going. I have said it. What We're on episode five. I've said it five times now on this show alone. We need a roadmap. I would love to see, what that vision looks like for the entirety of 2022 right even if it's just like a you know spring event in april and that's all it says right cool we have something to like look forward to and know kind of what's coming instead of just we wait till wednesday every week and see is there gonna be a patch are they just gonna like forget the game exists who knows you know yeah yeah this uh, uh, winter con- convergence holiday event looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I Th- mean those looks... like ice caves and stuff. Yeah. seem like they're gonna be fun. Yeah, uh, it, there's gonna be all sorts of cool stuff here. There's gonna be ice caves, uh, new enemy types, winter villages, uh, fun activities you can do, um, a bunch of different quests for the event uh, that go from level 25 to 60. So a little little bit for everybody. Um, that I mean, it, it's pretty cool. There's housing quests now, mm-hmm. so that's interesting. I don't know if that was something that 
was in before, but there's seven new quests that are unlocked as players progress in their territory standing. They allow players to assist an idealistic architect as he undertakes a bold mission to construct. I'm reading this because I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, new house in the wilds of uh, Eternum. Uh, the uh, so what do you like? What do you get from this? You get like items for your house or actual? Yeah, houses? you get like furnishing stuff. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah, that's a cool. Because because like, it's impossible to fucking craft it, so you might as well yes. give us some way to get get some cool stuff. I'm like yep. my my house is full of carpet and wall sconces. It's like yep. <laughs> and a chandelier, and then it's like you have too many chandeliers, sir. You can't put this uh -huh. many sh of that type up here. Well, yeah. then give me something else to do. Like all I have is lights. <laughs> what the hell's yeah. going on? So uh, on on the no death run character, Steve. Um, yeah. I one of the things, one of my goals is to get all of the trade skills up to two hundred, right? Mm. And so as I've been working my way through the story, I've been trying to make sure that I'm progressing all of my like crafting stuff because yes. that shit takes forever, that's right? Nice part. Just trying to make sure that that's not falling behind and then I have to spend nine years of my life just crafting once I'm done with the story all without dying. <laughs> so uh, I've been working on furnishing and let me tell you, furnishing is a pain in the dick. Yeah. That <laughs> sure is. That, that trade skill, I have made... 8,000 ash shelves that I've just thrown onto the floor. <laughs> like they're just, it, it takes so long. I'm up to like level 55. I, I don't want to look at another ash shelf again for the rest of my life. There but has to be a way like, to get to level this up quicker. There has to be that. That's the fastest way, Steve. That's <laughs> the saddest thing. Like the, the resource to uh, crafting XP is best with that. The worst part though, is once you get over a hundred, the best way to do it is just crafting the stains. So making like mahogany stains mm. or maple stains is like the best way to do it, which is insane. So basically I'm not even making furniture. I'm buying a bunch of solvent off of the market and making fucking oak stains for five <laughs> hours. Yeah. You, so. are you sure you like the game? <laughs> like <I'm>, I, <laughs> Like you, you seem to be trying I to love find this game so much. It seems much, like you're Steve. trying to find a way to just hate it as much as possible. I love it so much <laughs> that I'm willing to do this. Okay. <laughs> I'm willing to level up furnishing. Uh I hope they make some changes to that to it, make it more rewarding. It, like when it you when you it. open it up and you're like, oh, I can make a thing mm -hmm. for so long. So long. Give us recipes that we could find at least. You know, like so they, they have those. You can get them. They're from so chests, rare, though. But they're so rare. So yeah. rare. They're like, it, like, I think I actually got one recently, but like mm -hmm. they need to increase the drops on that or at least give us more earlier, like just more options so that we're not making a bunch of ash shelves. Um, and they need to make it so that the stuff's rewarding because it requires a lot of materials. Like to make does, a bed, yeah. I think it's like 15 iron ingots. Uh, 25 timber, like that, that takes a long ass time to farm up all that stuff to make one bed that gives you like 900 crafting XP or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's tough. Like it's just, it's so, so. Cause the, the other, the grind. other stuff to get to that doesn't, doesn't cascade to it either. Like, yeah, 
you're, you're you're leveling up other shit that you don't really need to level up in order to level up the thing you want to level up. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. it's not chained in the same way. Yeah. Eh. Well, Steve, speaking of updates, mm. uh, we did get patch notes just recently for patch 1.1.2. Um, I'm going to read through them. I want you to time me and see how long this will take. Ready? Okay. Go. Server, technical groundwork for server merges, world experiences, the limited time Turkey Terror world event has been disabled. End of patch notes. Eight seconds. <laughs> Eight seconds. So, so yeah. it, this is just like a, a stability patch, it sounds like. They yeah. are actually uh, reimbursing some people who uh, lost a bunch of money from uh, server time rollbacks and stuff like that. So if you wake up in the morning and suddenly have a bunch of extra money, just know that's why. <laughs> but very, very short patch said it'll be about three hours. Um, these server merges are coming very soon. They're going to start merging some servers on EU and South America as early as this week. Uh, in talking with you, it sounds like you're terrified. Yes, yeah, so it's going to break. Um, it's, it's just it's inevitable. Like it, it, mashing all this shit together is just going to cause chaos for a little bit. Things aren't going to work properly. One of the one of the questions I have about the server merge, like how do they decide like what if they merge a server or two servers that have a very high uh population in a specific faction? Like wouldn't that faction just become like even stronger? How are they dictating that? Yeah. So the it sounds like that they're they're taking faction population into account, right? Um, the way that it works is they choose a host server, um, and then they merge either one or multiple other servers into that host server. So it doesn't carry over like uh, territory ownership if you're not the host server. Mm. Um, they just move you to the new one. Um, and then they'll um, compensate let whatever happens happen. Yeah. yeah, they'll they'll compensate your company. I think it's like fifty thousand gold or something if you own the territory, so that um, you have some money to like declare wars and stuff mm. um, as as they get going. But it sounds like they're looking at that and they want to make sure that it's not too imbalanced. They want to try right. and you know keep it fairly even. Um, but that being said, they are trying to keep these merges within. Um, the world group so Mm -hmm. just to kind of explain each region so like uh, north america east has a dozen world groups or something that each has like five or six servers on it right um the way that they're doing it on these test merges is they're picking one host within this world group and then mashing the four or five other servers within that world group into that one host server so Mm -hmm. they're they're merging six servers at once i thought it was going to be like two maybe three yeah that's a lot doing like five and six so if you're on eu central or south america servers and you're the ones getting merged i'm sorry that you're the guinea pigs (laughs) (laughs) and and you're all going to be playing together (laughs) there will be one server (laughs) to rule them all yes it's north america east north america west rest of world Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, I it it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Um, 
I'm hoping that since they figured out finally server transfers for characters, that it'll be smoother, right? I don't expect them to have everything ironed out, but hopefully it'll at least be smoother. Hopefully. But who knows? With every patch this game has gotten, something is broken. So yes. we'll see. Just keep an eye out. They're posting which servers are going to be selected. There will also be a big-ass banner in-game um, that tells you, hey, your server is being merged on this date at this time so that you kind of know to keep an eye out for it and things like that. Um, they've been testing this on the PTR both for November and December. They've been playing with this a little bit. Um, so I'm hoping with this PTR experience... Obviously, that doesn't scale to the full game, but it at least gives them a good idea of what this Fallout will be. So, fingers crossed. Honestly, I think this is going to be really good for uh, the economy of the game long term. Uh, because the difference that I've seen... Because I'm, I'm playing on a fairly high pop server for my no-death character. And our server, um, for our main characters is like 200 people now like yeah peak it's bad player count is 200 very very low population um a lot of big factions have recently left our server uh because you know people are just not playing and they want to you know engage in like pvp and stuff so they just bounce um but the economy on our low pop server is in a awful place right yeah, it's not like good. A, a handful of people and when i say a handful i mean like single digits control the entire economy because they're the ones that are crafting and putting things on the market and they can just set the prices to whatever they want uh on yggdrasil which is my na west server that my no death run character is on like the economy is super healthy i've noticed it's easier for me to sell things on the market and like obtain gold through trading and stuff like that like it's it's I'm a jealous. night and day difference. It's really, really cool. So I'm, I'm very hopeful that these server merges um, give a little shot in the arm to, uh, to the in-game economy. Uh, I'll be interested to see how fast it has that ripple effect, but we'll see. Yeah. There, there will obviously be like a, an adjustment period, right? Mm -hmm. Where prices are kind of all over the place and people don't know what to do, especially with the changes to crafting and end game grinding and stuff like that like all of these at once are gonna kind of like throw it all off balance and and yeah. kind of wobble it about a bit um uh, but i i think long term it'll be really good for the health of the economy in game i hope so yeah all right steve let's talk about our tip or trick of the week mm -hmm. this is one that i mentioned to you over on your stream just recently uh speaking of which where can people catch that Twitch.tv slash Batchild. Very simple. Uh, so you were you were playing and mm -hmm. asking me about different gear pieces while you were leveling. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people realize this. Both while leveling and in the end game, gear score does not matter. What's most important are priority one, the stats, stat improvements that you get. So making sure... You know, if you're a, a dex player, that you're getting dexterity or mm -hmm. constitution. Mm -hmm. If you're a, a fire staff user, that you're getting intelligence, things like that. Right. Making sure that the stats match what you need and not using gear that doesn't benefit you. Yeah. Because the gear score, the armor rating, none of that matters. 
if the stats, you know, you're a fire staff user and you're getting strength and dexterity, that doesn't help you. Yeah. It's going to make your character actively worse. Yeah, there there was a a piece of armor that I had that was like 30 points higher in the gear score, but it gave me constitution and I th- uh, strength. And the current one that I had on, which was weaker, was plus 17 dexterity. Like, I'm a, I'm almost an exclusive dex character now. I'm like, I'm not going to give up 17 points of dexterity. Yeah. That's not happening. I would have lost a perk, actually. Yeah. One of the exactly. unlocked perks. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then second, the most important thing to look at is the perks that that gear offers. Uh, I think the biggest example of this is on my main character that is at like a, a watermark 560, 570. Um, I am still using a 460 gear score ring because it has a perk that increases my outgoing healing by 6.9%. And as a primary healer, if I don't have that, even if it's all focus that I'm getting from the ring, it's a hundred gear score point improvement. Mm. I am outputting significantly less healing. Yeah. Right. So those perks are way, way, way more important than um you know getting a a better gear score bump Mm. so understanding how the perks affect your build what they do for you like things like luck are super super valuable um on like life staffs things like blessed uh, on armor things like uh keen which increases your crit chance those are all super important perks that i would take over a higher gear score um, even higher attribute score item that doesn't have those. So keep an eye on your perks, know what they do to your build, keep an eye on the stats, make sure that you're gearing correctly so that you can have the most fun, kill the most bad guys. There you go. There's a little tip and trick. Now, Taylor. Yep. I have a new uh, weapon for, for us to... I'm so excited. A, a new weapon this. for us to go over. Now, it's, okay. a, it's a simple one. Um, uh-huh. I want, I want, uh, like, I forget what they're called in, they're in other other games, but they're be, the the claw fists, the claw gloves. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want to mm-hmm. see somebody going out there and being a pugilist and just punching things like Wolverine. So here's how I I, I picture this. Um, I picture this being a mixture of the uh the hand axe class which is very which is very fast it's about speed and and agility and and all that fun stuff uh and you know we all say oh i wish we could have dual wielding right well that's what this would be about but it's going to be about um it's going to have a lot of uh stun attacks it's going to be focusing on stun and slow almost like a monk It, it will but that's only one tree the other tree will be more about slashing and bleed because one will be about the claw of it so picture like open hand fighting yeah and the other one would be fists so like you'll be scratching and clawing or you'll be punching and thudding and stuff like that so that that was kind of my my idea there is that i wanted to i wanted to bring a more primal uh way of of fighting like if you were a person in this in this world and you had nothing but your hands what would you do You'd probably learn how to throw a few punches, right? So what so if there I, was some focus on that? Am I picturing 
Am I picturing like uh like Shredder's gloves from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Like with the with the like Wolverine claw looking things? I'm picturing more like um like like two gauntlets, like two um Hellboy like like gauntlets that you wear over your your fists because we already have the the magical gauntlets we don't have a physical gauntlet you know sure so what if we had these two gloves that like maybe they depending on the the one you get like maybe they'll be have spikes on them maybe they'll be they'll look like bricks or maybe they'll look like you know Mm. pieces of like armor or whatever but they'll be slightly bigger and look a little a little bit more intimidating than your than your simple um your simple uh glaives that you'd be wearing um yeah and and they would be it would be on both hands and depending on the style you pick you'll either have a closed fist or an open palm and the open palm will will be more focused on the bleed and the you know DOT whereas the closed fist will be more about stun and slow mhm mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay Maybe a little ground it. pounding too. Maybe you could do a little oh, ground pound action, little, like boom. Little, little Hulk smash, you know, kind a little of thing? little smashing the ground, or maybe like the claw one. Instead of punching the ground, you dig your hands in and throw up the dirt to like blind. You know, like just like really getting in there with your hands. Yeah, it's it's like a a, a trickster's kind of weapon, right? Yeah, you kind of fight dirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Sign me up. I'm in. That was all on the fly. So far. That was all on the fly. So far, Steve. Yeah. (laughs) So far, you've pitched me three different weapons. I think I've liked all three of them. You did. You did. So far, I'm I'm, I'm three for three. You haven't given me a bad one yet. I, I, you, I did. I had to really sell you on the whip. Um, but we got there, which is, which is important. It helps. It had two shots at it, you know? True. True. We had the unreleased version because yes. the audio was fucked up. <laughs> it's true. We did do that. That's just tradition, version. though. That's tradition for every first episode of anything. It has yep. to get screwed up. It has yep. to. The first episode of, of, of Nintendo Dual Screens was a complete disaster. Can you, do you, can you guess why? Well, Andy was on the show. Yes. So. Andy <laughs> recorded an entire podcast. Mm-hmm. Without headphones on. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. It was, <laughs> I was incredible. literally coming through this, his speaker and you heard me echo the entire oh, episode. No. Oh, Andy. Yeah. Well, we were if rookies. you listeners want to hear <laughs> more uh, podcast shit shows, you can mm-hmm. check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash NDS podcast. Uh, you'll be able to get this show. You'll be able to get uh, our crossplay podcast where we talk about gaming news, the dual screens podcast where we interview uh, different indie developers and, and members of the gaming industry, um, as well as a ton of exclusive stuff. We've got our D and D show on there, get access to our discord. Uh, and we cannot make shows like this without you. Special thanks to our Patreon producers, F and H Paul Colton, the apprentice Nestler and Vegas girl on fire. Thank you guys so much. This show right here, Faction Wars, a new world podcast mm-hmm. is made because of those people. We literally could not do it without them. It's true. So, thank you all so, so much. Next week, 
I'm trying to line up a guest, Stephen. Oh, baby. It's been just the two of us. It has. Five episodes. The rapport the is, is established. I think we're bringing in oh my. a super special guest. I'm so very excited. I'm excited as well. Keep an eye out. We will catch you guys next week on Faction Wars A New World podcast. Make sure you like the video, subscribe for more. Mm-hmm. And if you can leave us a review on the podcast service that you're listening on, do that as well. Until next time, keep uh, making that world new. Yeah. We're workshopping it. We'll get it there. We'll, it'll, we'll get it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs>